The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. Find it here every week on SEM Synergy. Join your host as we learn from the elite of search engine marketing pros and find the winning formula for exceptional search engine marketing. Get the latest news, trends, and analysis in SEO, PPC, branding, SEO design, and analytics. Now, welcome your host, a founding father of SEO and an accomplished search engine marketing scholar, the host of SEM Synergy, Bruce Clay. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy. I'm your host, Bruce Clay. With me are Susan and Virginia. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. You can catch SEM Synergy every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern. That's noon Pacific. You can also download it at any time from Webmaster Radio's Search Engine Optimization Channel, stream it on SEMSynergy.com, or pick it up on iTunes. Our guest today is Tamash M. Ilinski. I think everybody should write that down because phonetically I think it's important to understand. <laughs> uh, Ask.com's Executive Vice President of Technology. Virginia will be sitting down with Tamash and to talk about Ask's semantic web search technology and their goals for core search. So we thought we'd start off the show by dedicating a little time to Ask, uh, a little search engine uh, that could, yes. Uh, Ask is right now running around 4 to 5% based on whose statistics you look at of the search market scape. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which is, by the way, sufficient to move it up into the top five category of all search engines. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, however, it is uh, one of the search engines, I think, that uh, has had a sort of approach avoidance with success. You know, I, they've had some things that went right, and then they change. I, I want to like ask. I really do. I mean, you know, we've had a long tradition here of, of kind of, you know, rooting for ask, but... I don't know that I can do it anymore. <laughs> but you did explain there was one thing they could do to get you back on their team. You know, honestly, they killed Ask City. They killed the drawing tools. And, and that's pretty much what broke my heart. It wasn't the stupid ads. It wasn't the backing off of their awesome 3D search technology and going to this whole, oh, we're just going to be an answer engine again thing. No, it was killing the drawing tools. I used the drawing tools all the time. I may have been the only one, but you know what? They can reinstate it just for me. I would be fully on board with Ask if they did that. Well, I think Ask, uh, certainly right around the time of the Google Universal announcement, they had done their uh, blended search tool. Yeah, their Ask 3D. And I thought it was actually one of the best solutions out there. Oh, I mean, I, I was, was totally supportive of Ask at that time from the standpoint of search technology. Yeah, yeah, we we did a review back when everybody was kind of getting started and, and gearing up, and Ask blew everyone out of the water. I mean, Yahoo hadn't even thought about it yet. Microsoft was like trying to figure out what search was. Google kind of occasionally remembered that they have images and they should put them on the page, and Ask is in there with videos and Wikipedia results, not in the search results, but like actually on the side, giving you information and bringing up pages that are going to be relevant and give you answers and all of it right there. They still have a better weather search than anyone else. 
seriously, go do your weather search for your area in Google and then go do it and ask and tell me which one you like better. If you don't say ask, I, I don't even know what's wrong with you. Well, I think one of the things that has always been a barrier to ask, uh, actually having broad acceptance, if you will, isn't so much their technology, but everybody goes to Google. And one of the reasons I think people go to Google is that businesses are there and businesses are talking about Google. And the reason businesses, I think, in part talk about Google is that SEOs as a community talk about Google. Nobody talks about Ask. I've always had a problem. How can I tell my customers that Ask is important if I can't then answer the question conveniently, how do I rank an Ask? If I say it's important, they're going to ask that question. So I avoid the question by not saying it's important. If SEOs were to embrace it, uh, I think it would help. And, and the biggest problem Ask has is Google has APIs and Yahoo has APIs and they have all of these really cool tools to help people get competent content into the search engines. And Ask has been sitting there for years without an ad URL page. Yeah. Well, you can put your pages in using the XML submission feed. So Absolutely. There is that. that. That at least they have they have taken that step forward and and given you know site owners some way of getting content in. But you're you're absolutely right. It, it, they don't. They're not. They don't have quite the same outreach that you know Google definitely does, and that everyone else at least pretends to have. Well, I think if SEOs are sitting there telling you ask is important, over time people are going to believe it. No, I absolutely agree. And from this conversation, I kind of get Ask is doing a lot right in the search. You know, I think if you haven't checked out Ask in a while, it's definitely time to head back over and see what they've done in the last few months because they're um, the way that they're able to pull information out of databases and XML feeds and other things that um, a lot of search engines aren't uh, exploring right now is quite remarkable and very useful. Yeah. But if they could step up their SEO outreach, they would be in a whole different playing field. I really think this is going to be a great interview. Ask them the question. All Find right. out what they're doing for SEOs. Really, I mean, the thing with Ask, like, is is that they're really great for some kinds of queries, right? If you need an answer, they really are doing a fantastic thing. I mean, Bing has all of this... Uh, press right now because they're an answer engine whatever ask has been doing that for years and they've got great search technology (laughs) they just can't seem to get out of their own way you know and and then they've had all these branding issues and who are they really and you know all of that it i just i want them to do well well after they bring back ask city right six yeah there you go success is in the search engine business based historically on setting yourself equal and then setting yourself better, not just being different. Yeah. And I think that that is where a lot of the search engines are making a mistake. Well, let's see if I can't get down to the bottom of some of these issues when I speak with Tomas Emilinski coming up next after the break. Uh, more SEM Synergy is on the way. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. Uh-huh. 
Friend Finder. Friend Finder. The world's largest online dating network featuring over 100 million profiles at hot sites such as Passion.com and FastCupid.com represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With Friend Finder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. Wallet. Get more traffic-maximizing details now at FriendFinder.com. Hey, have you got the number for Jerry's Pizza? Look it up on LocalPages.com. LocalPages.com. Well, what if I wanted a business number in Miami? LocalPages.com. Can people find your business online? Be seen with LocalPages.com on every local listing in all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, Amazon, and Ask. With over 6 billion quality searches a month and bids starting as low as one cent, get connected with local consumers at the exact moment that they're looking for you. San Francisco, Green Bay, London. I told you. LocalPages.com. List your business on LocalPages.com now and get $100 in free local advertising. LocalPages.com, bringing your neighborhood to you. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. Inbox, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on webmasterradio.fm. Once again, here's Bruce Clay. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. This is Virginia, and I'm joined by Tomas Emilinski, Vice President of Technology at Ask.com. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Tomas. Thank you. So today we've been talking about semantic search, an arena of search that Ask.com has contributed to with its unique answers technology. And it's a real pleasure, considering the topic, to have one of the leaders in the field of semantic technology on the show today to help us look at some of the issues and growth areas um, that we're looking at. So I was checking out some coverage of June's Semantic Technology Conference. You were a panelist on the Semantic Search and Executive Roundtable. Yes, I was. And uh, one of the points that you started off the conversation with is that um, people aren't very dissatisfied with search today. Um, And I think that this point kind of helps frame the conversation. Can you explain it a bit? Yeah, sure. I mean, so so today, uh, and I have this paper, which I'm actually describing in my blog uh, with my co-author, Alessio Signorini, about how you can, uh, people are used to it that in order to get an answer to your query, you have to phrase it in a correct way because uh, search today is still keyword based. So uh, uh, it depends it depends how you rephrase the same query. If you ask it in a different way, you, you are more likely to ask to answer the question. And when you talk in a human conversation, that would be viewed as a repetition of the same question. If you ask somebody, you know, what's the population of Japan and how many people live in Japan? Uh, and how many people live in Japan now, uh, you would get a reaction like, why are you asking me the same question? <laughs> but in a search engine, you will get different results. And uh, maybe sometimes they will all be good, or maybe they will be bad, or two of them will be good and one of them will be bad. But uh, that's not semantic. You know, To me, 
So, so that's what we are kind of proposing is that uh, what search engine returns should be invariant to the way a query is phrased. And that's to me like the number one test uh, how far we are from semantic. Right. Do you think that, because, I mean, this seems like a pretty, um, it seems like maybe, do you have to explain this to people a lot? Are you frustrated that that's the point in semantic technology we're at right now where you're justifying the usefulness of the technology as, as instead of just kind of like explaining where we're at with it now and that kind of thing? Well, people don't know generally, like this is true for every product, right? I mean, you don't know how good this could be until you see it, you know, and my analogy right. was people were fairly satisfied with, you know, uh, sta- state of uh, uh, recording, you know, music recording and, you know, CD players and, you know, I had my CD player and my friend had a CD player and we didn't know how good it could be until iPod and MP3 players came came about and and suddenly nobody is no longer even using CD, uh, uh, CD players. Everybody is on, on digital music. So uh, if you ask uh, users now, are they happy with search? Yes, generally they're happy because they don't know how good it can be. And, and, and uh, my, my two issues are what is how the distance between a query and information is still very, very, very long. For uh, some queries, you get immediately what you want for, for so-called popular queries. But if you start asking uh, more detailed uh, queries about uh, events uh, happening in your city or uh, you want to find out about uh, trips to certain location, you have to go, not only you have to rephrase, that's part of the work, then you have to get to the website, fill it with the right information, sometimes repeat the same information which you already had in your query, and you have to browse and scroll and go down, and if you take a union of all these activities, it's going to be sometimes, uh, you know, sometimes it's minutes, sometimes it's, it's going to be uh, more than that, you know, like for travel reservation, I spent tremendous amount of time on, on the web, and search is only a very, very small part of it, so just imagine that that search engine would would be would would understand what you what you mean, and would get you right where where you want to be. And people don't know how it is because there's no experience like this on the web today. You know. Yeah, and and just saying it like that, it sounds very exciting. Not having to do all the repetitive work and that kind of thing. I think if people were to get their answers that way, um, they would understand and appreciate the, the improvement. And speaking of answers, a lot of what Ask does um, revolves around answers and questions and that kind of thing. And um, part of it is is just because you get a lot of questions as queries, which is which is something that you kind of like developed um, over the years, uh, and speaking to that, and I want to that I want to congratulate you for the Q and A database, which now has more than three hundred million pairs of questions and answers. Yes, yes, uh, thank you. I mean that's uh, uh, that's a very interesting product because there's no no other product like this uh, uh, around. Uh, Nobody looked at uh, questions and answers as like index, like a database index. What, uh, what we noticed, uh, first of all, we, as I said in, in a panel, you know, we have proportionally, you know, I'm not saying, in fact, somebody quoted me in the, in the wrong way. We don't have three times as many questions as everybody else. Proportionally to our traffic, we have three times as many. So our traffic is about 20% of, of, of our traffic is questions, which is still a lot of questions every day, you know. And, mm-hmm. and, and like seven, eight years ago, uh, uh, there was no, uh, there was only web pages which you could not try to answer from your questions, or uh, you could uh, you could you could send it to, to an editor who would who would answer it. 
but in the last uh, several years, I mean, we have multiple what we call answer farms have been have been constructed on the web. You know, user-generated communities like Yahoo Answers, Wiki Answers, and and we decided to uh, essentially extract question-answer pairs from from these communities, and then we started going deeper and deeper and deeper. Uh, people were giving us various names we we never heard about. And then we uh, said, okay, well, why don't we look at our index and, and, and build uh, technology to recognize uh, even, you know, a small com- small collections of so-called FAQs, you know, frequently asked questions. Uh, so we built the entire kind of arsenal of tools, and that's what constitutes this 300 million is, is almost like a million sources, which that's what, uh, what, uh, what is impressive about it. You know, it's a very, very long tail. Uh, it's not mm-hmm. just uh, you know five or six front runners. So if you ask a, if you ask a, and if you ask a question, you may get an answer from some esoteric uh, FAQ page. And more importantly, I think uh, what 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 I really want to underline is you can ask a keyword query and get all questions about that entity. Let's say Iran, or let's say Zyrtec, which is a medication. You can get all those uh, questions, which uh, sometimes are in tens of thousands which have been asked and answered on the web. So that's more of a, like a virtual FAQ, you know, uh, which, which you build dynamically uh, from, from the index. So that's, to me, the main novelty of this product, you know. It's kind of a reference, uh, you know, it's not necessarily even question-answering product. It's, it's more, okay, well, you have a concept, uh, and you want to find out who is asking about it and what. You have a product, and you get FAQ, a reflection of what people are asking and what do they answer about this product or about this entity or about this concept. That is a great thing to have, I think, because it, it's great for users and also researchers, you know, if they're they're looking for what are people talking about on the subject, um, that's, that's a great resource. Um, and along with your answer farm technology, you're, you're also, uh, you've made great strides in a couple other things like um, the direct answers as databases technology um, and... Right. Uh, I think that the way that the semantic search is has been able to um, parse the info in databases and XML feeds, which is is kind of like the hidden web that a lot of people also don't realize is is beyond their reach with um, standard search as it is today. So, um, what kind of queries are being served with like direct answers as databases right now? So right now, what uh, and I'm glad you you asked about this because that's my kind of a has been my uh, one of my main uh, focuses of my work uh, is looking at the uh, increasing number of structured data feeds and databases which are available uh, which are very poorly searched now very poorly represented in search uh, and uh, uh, it's a different kind of search it's not keyword based it's based on parsing a query and kind of recognizing concepts and uh, some linguistic uh, parts of speech etc and translating actually a query into into an SQL um, into an SQL query against a database feed, as opposed to matching it against keywords. So one product, kind of a flagship product which we have, uh, which has actually gained quite a bit of popularity, is uh, TV listings, where we took um, a feed from uh, from a Zap to it, which is a provider of all TV listings in United States for all zip codes, all providers, and it has you know time of the program, it has a name of the program category. Uh, it has a channel, and you can ask directly queries like, you know, college football on TV this weekend, 
or uh, yesterday, yesterday we had a we had a, a big uh, confederation cup final between United States and Brazil. Uh, mm-hmm. So you want to find out very quickly, you know, okay, when when is soccer on TV to, uh, today? Uh, and uh, what we do is, which is different from others, is that we take this query, and I speak directly to what I said before, and we parse, we understand it's on TV, we understand it's today, and today means the day, I'm sorry, it means uh, it means today as opposed to word today, which is matched against uh, keyword, against some old web, web page, right. and we translate this into, into SQL query, and, and it actually returns results about today or tomorrow or next week or this week. And when I say, uh, uh, you know, when I say USA versus Brazil, it, it may be, it may be uh, in the description of the of the listing. It may be in the title. Uh, I may use categories if I say FIFA, which is a, a soccer organization. Uh, it will recognize that, and and uh, even maybe if this is not in the in the description, but in a in a in a database schema of the of, of this information. So we have. Uh, this is kind of uh, probably the most mature of the products we have, but we also did uh, for our NASCAR vertical, which was kind of a lot of fun because there was a lot of structured data there. We used data feeds about, you know, statistical data about drivers, uh, what they want, when they want, how much money they want. Uh, all of this is in a data feed. It's not in a web page. And we use the same technology to answer questions, you know, how many wins did uh, Carl Edwards have this year or who, who won Daytona 2007? Uh, we also uh, use this for events, for Ticketmaster and other feeds. So uh, you can ask questions about, uh, you know, what's happening in New York City tonight or rock events in uh, Philadelphia. And it will go directly to uh, one of the feeds and it will actually give you a list of events as opposed to, you know, match it in a keyword-based way to, to some website when you have to do your work yourself. So again, it's kind of eliminating, reducing the distance between the query and the information, uh, hopefully to zero, uh, which is interesting, you know, that you don't even have to click. You know, the answer comes right in front of you on, on the page. Very, very true. And I think that's definitely one of the most exciting um, things coming out of semantic search right now. Um, it's something I think everybody is paying close attention to. So really appreciate you coming on the show. Is there anywhere else that um, listeners can find out more from you? You mentioned you have a blog. I know you have posted on the ask.com blog as well. Right now, yes. I mean, I, in fact, I am, I am, uh, I am preparing more posts on, on our Ask blog which are dealing more with discussion, you know, of technology, not necessarily about products, uh, our products, but more about, you know, where the technology is going. So, for example, next uh, next post, which probably is going to be this week, is more about the semantic invariance, which I mentioned to you at the beginning, which is, you know, like a, a proposal for a test uh, to, to make, make, you know, make comparison of what we call semanticity of search engines easier, you know, that you can actually evaluate it as opposed to just make claims. Because, you know, I am an engineer and scientist. I would like to see a number, you know. And if, right. if people agree on that, it would be an interesting way to say, well, uh, such and such search engine made a progress in, in semantic search because this test showed that, you know, it improved 20%. Like, you know, like when we used to compare index sizes, you know. This was, uh, you know, an estimation of the size of the index and people were publishing right. it and it was clear who was ahead. Now, in mm-hmm. semantic search, there is no such a, such a clearly uh, well-agreed measure and we you know we are proposing one uh, so you know so that's what i'm gonna what, what i'm gonna put there on the blog so it has nothing to do really with the products of ask it's more with the, with the industry so it's gonna okay. be on our blog 
Well, Ask is always innovating, pushing the industry, and it's, it's such a great thing to have you on the show. Thank you so much, Tomas. Thanks for having me. Thank you. All right. After the break, we'll take a look at the common tag and a different kind of approach to categorizing content on the web. SEM Synergy will be right back. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. Does your website need a bailout? Looking for a conversion rate stimulus package? Do you need a website improvement to-do list? On Target, a subscription service from FutureNow and Brian Eisenberg monitors your website 24-7, analyzing the actions of every potential customer. It gives you a to-do list. It tells you exactly what to fix and how to fix it so that more of your visitors do what you need them to do. On Target pricing starts at $1,000 a month. See more at futurenowinc.com slash on target. I'm Brian Eisenberg, and I approve this message. XYZ is affiliate market. Are you an affiliate? If yes, you'll pay me. No if, ands, or maybes. Get paid daily. Make a mad dash. Sign up as a flash. Quickly convert the clicks into cash. Affiliate marketing network is first place. I cut to the chase. It's all performance based. Listen to what I'm telling you, because this is what you better do. Join as a publisher and maximize your revenue. Think we agreed that money is what you need. Indeed, you can get paid from sales and leads. Not one thing lacking. Don't get it cracking. Even comes with state-of-the-art tracking. Where did it start? You can do it a couple ways. 866-XY7-PAYS. It's toll free. Tell me what you're waiting on. So log on to XY7.com. Here's your bill. Thank you so much, guys. Hey, it's all right. I'll take care of the tab, Jason. Well, thanks, Dave. How are you doing so well these days? It seems everyone's in a pinch for cash. RevenueWire.com, that's how. RevenueWire? Yeah, RevenueWire.com is an all-in-one platform offering affiliates high-demand software from top-notch PC utility merchants. With 75% commissions, twice-monthly payouts, incredibly accurate analytics tools, RevenueWire is making me more money today than I did in the last few years put together. Even in this economy? Especially in this economy. RevenueWire has a ton of great products to meet the demand. I'm telling you, this network is recession-proof. RevenueWire, the recession-proof network platform. For more information, visit RevenueWire.com today. That's RevenueWire.com. Jim Hedger and Dave Davies bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Webcology, Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Search Engine Marketing Formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on WebmasterRadio.fm. Once again, here's Bruce Clay. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. This is Virginia here with Susan and Michael. Before the break, I had a chance to talk to Tomasz Emilinski of Ask.com about the engine's commitment to and advancement of semantic search technology. And over at Yahoo, they're approaching semantic search from a slightly different direction. Last month, Yahoo announced that they are involved in development and support of the common tags. So I thought we could take a look at that for a bit. I feel like I'm saying this a lot this show, but I don't get it. (laughs) (laughs) Well... Michael's a programmer, so he can say. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's about it, Michael. Well, so the common tag is a way for you to um, basically uh, surround concepts in your HTML, in your web pages, so that um, people can more easily extract the meaning out of the web pages in an automated way. But not so much people as like. Or, well, tools. 
eventually Yahoo. people. E- easier to, to right. find them. Well, okay. Yahoo now, but obviously they're hoping it's an open standard and other people will do it too. Okay. But at the moment, it's you would be doing it for Yahoo. Right. Exactly. Why would anyone do it for Yahoo? Well, I guess their thinking is we've been pushing for this, the, the so-called semantic web for, what, 10 or 15 years now. It's supposed to be the holy grail of enabling different search applications that can get into a deeper meaning on the web. Um, although I'm roughly in agreement with you that it's not likely to work and it's not likely to add much value over what people are doing today. But if you dance around in the web nerd community, um, people are talking about semantic markup and have been for a very long time. And this is a way to get a little more semantic than HTML allows you at a bare level. Right, but aren't there already a million and a half different standards out there for how to mark up content like that and feed it in and well, yeah, Mostly what people who are interested in semantic markup do is, is use HTML, and you're restricted to the very few, a few dozen HTML tags, and so there's a lot of room for improvement if you want to get very, um, very semantic. Uh, but the problem, they have the same problem that anybody has in this kind of enterprise, which is the bootstrap problem which is that you can't make interesting applications using um, these common tag until there's a kind of a tipping point of people using the common tag. Before that, up until if everybody, everybody was using that common tag, then maybe it would be useful. But since so few people don't, um, people who are trying to find meaning in the web are going to have to figure out how to sift through unstructured and semi-structured data and pull the meaning out on their own because they're not going to just restrict themselves to the few people who are using, the few websites that are using the common tag to start off with. And so you've got a big problem because you have totally different approaches to getting meaning out of semantically marked up web pages than you do from using like latent semantic analysis or whatever in unstructured and semi-structured data. I, well, I question whether how much value this will even add. I'm, I question whether even if they fulfilled their ultimate goal and everybody was using common tag, would they really get would they really be able to create applications that give you more interesting information than we can get already today with um, machine learning algorithms that they use? For instance, uh, I read an article by the guys, I, I don't know if you've heard, but like Netflix had a long-running campaign where they would pay out a million-dollar prize if a team could improve their matching algorithm, you know, the one that matches you up with videos that you, you probably like based on your previous history. They were going to offer a million dollars if you, they could somebody could improve their matching algorithm by 10%. Well, it took several years. Somebody finally did it a couple weeks ago, but before they did it, they wrote an article, I think it was in the New York Times, and they talked about the fact that in, in their database of users, and all the, they have all the videos they have, they have all this profile information about everybody, their sex and interest, like whatever they're interested in. I actually don't use Netflix, but whatever you give them when you sign up. And they have lots of information, but it actually it turns out it doesn't help to feed that information into their algorithms um, so knowing deeper what, what I would say meaning, like attaching meaning to the individual users and then sifting through that doesn't help. But what does help is something called latent semantic algorithm or latent semantic analysis, I mean, which uses something called singular value decomposition. And it actually extracts meaning out of unstructured data in a way that nobody else like better than humans can do. They'll find like things that match up videos to you using factors and they found like 150 to 200 factors or what have you. Some of the factors are obvious and they know what they mean. Like maybe you're probably a male if you like these kinds of movies, but some factors, they don't even know what they mean. They couldn't tell you, but the machine learning algorithms do know. 
So, do you think that that's the direction that the solution be working on? They're, well, they're, that's what they're already doing. Yeah, okay. sounds like it is. that's what Google's been doing for a long time. That's what Yahoo's been doing for a long time. And I'm, I question whether, like, using this common tag or whatever, will actually give them any valuable information that can improve what they're doing already. So is this Yahoo throwing in the towel, being like, "Let's do this instead," because <laughs> no, the other thing is hard. I think they're probably just one of the things that they said is maybe this kind of like will spark interest in in the um, in semantic. Right. Well, yeah, and I'm saying, I mean, even if they spark 100 percent interest and everybody does it all day long, I'm not sure we're going to get someplace that's better than where we're at. Of course, I don't know. They might be thinking of something that I'm not thinking about. Maybe they have some applications in mind that uh, can only work using this kind of thing. But like I said, it's a chicken and egg kind of thing. It's the the typical bootstrap problem. It's going to be hard to get enough momentum to get it to the point where they've got the framework to be able to use it for anything interesting. Okay, so we've spent um, about six and a half minutes on this, and I still don't get it. (laughs) (laughs) But unfortunately... We are now out of time. So we're going to sign off now, but thank you so much to Webmaster Radio for producing SEM Synergy and to Tamash of Ask.com for coming on the show. Uh, If you have an internet marketing question or topic that you'd like to hear about, send that over to SEMSynergy at BruceClay.com. Come back next week for more industry insights and experts and visit SEMSynergy.com for more info on this week's guest and topics. Thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy. 